What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hernishan, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scout and my co-host, the best in the business, Devin Jackson. Before we hear from Devin, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. I've uh, been... Definitely taking care of that care package they sent me for my birthday. Uh, they're launching a new flavor soon. I don't know exactly when, but I can tell you guys it's so good. Dark chocolate cookie dough. Oh, my God. They're amazing, these particular ones. Seven grams of sugar. So, you know, a little bit more than the normal four you're used to with, with Built Bar, but still 17 grams of, of, uh, of protein. So a great way to start your day, whether you want you know, you're looking for a good protein bar or just want something that tastes really good, Built Bar is the way to go. You can benefit off of that by using our promo code BIGSHOTS, all one word, to get 10% off your next Built Bar order. Now that that's out of the way, Devin, how you doing today, man? I am, well, well, I did that, that well. I've only been up for 15 minutes. Well, that's three weeks in a row now. Uh, I, I mean, you, you might as well just, just book it from here on out. Don't think <laughs> I need to. Uh, edit the intro anymore, but doing pretty good, man. Uh, we uh, finally finished the NFL regular season. Fin- feels like the last three weeks have dragged by. Oh my god! In terms god. of the NFL, uh, some teams definitely show that they were ready for the off season yesterday. Oh. Uh, one team in particular that uh, someone may favor on this podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was. It was they played meaningful snaps <laughs> in week seventeen. Uh, I can, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you, Devin. I didn't watch a minute of that game. I was watching Bones, and I didn't, uh, I didn't watch the game either. But you know, I, I was on Twitter for the memes. Oh, oh, I was too. I was too. Uh, I, I tweeted out this uh, this morning. It was Monday when we recorded. I tweeted out Monday morning. The CFL has a crossover rule, and what I mean by that is, so the CFL only has nine teams. Uh, Six teams make the playoffs. I know. Shocker. It's like NBA levels of, like, easy to get into the playoffs. Now, three from each conference. If the fourth-place team in one conference has a better record than the three uh, third-place team in the other, they cross over and take their spot to avoid shit like what's going on in the NFC with an 8-8 eight and eight team and a 7-9 and nine team making the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Dolphins missed the playoffs uh with a record of 10 and 6 when there's seven teams making the playoffs. I think this might be something we need to look into. Maybe if it's not like a 9 and 7 and or a 10 you know versus a 10 and 6, but come on, we have a wild card team that's 8 and 8 in one conference and 10 and 6 wasn't enough. And if Miami had won, 11 and 5 wouldn't have been good enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting ridiculous. This is like, I think this is like maybe what the second, third time this has happened in recent years where a team that's won ten games didn't make the playoffs, and then you got the Giants fan, Giants players complaining about the Eagles last night, like they're not six, six and, and ten. You weren't gonna I, I, do shit in the playoffs anyways. I'm sorry. I was like, bro, come on, man. You yeah, cannot be upset right now. Ten team made the playoffs. The NFL should just fold. Man, look, it, it, it's getting ridiculous. The Bears haven't played any good football since, like, the first five weeks of the NFL season, and they somehow are still in the playoffs because the Cardinals lost. It's like, bro, you serious. The Bears shit the bed against the Packers. You know, I feel a little bit upset because the Saints had a chance to get the number one seed. I know it was a long shot, 
But depending on the Bears, once again, never going to happen. I mean, they they threw, they ran a rollout play on a fourth and one in a crucial spot in the fourth quarter. It's like they just don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And then, I mean, Washington football team's defense deserves to be in there. Very excited to see what their offense does not. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what that defense looks like against the Bucks since they'll be playing the playoffs. But it was a wild week, man. We had, you know, uh the Cardinals Rams game was bizarre. Both backup quarterbacks in for the majority of the game. Then Kyler Murray comes back and he just he just looks like he's just winging it out there. So Arizona know, needs help. They need a lot of help, which is a good good segue. I don't know about you, Devin. I think that's a good segue. The top 18, it's weird with it being 18 instead of a nice round 20. The 18 teams that didn't make the playoffs, that's set in stone, their draft order. So we're going to run through, <clears throat> excuse me, a full first-round mock draft. No trades on this one. Maybe that's something we'll work into the future. But we're just going to go back and forth <clears throat> and uh, see if we can help make – uh, at least a little bit, some of these uh, teams just slightly better. Now, Devin, there's two ways we can do this. Your New Orleans Saints would be projected to pick 29th. My Eagles would be picking 6th. Do you want to pick for your team, or do you want to help each other's team? Uh, we can do help each other's. All right, so you're going to pick for the Eagles at 6. I'll pick for the, So that means that I'm going to take the odds. You're going to take the evens. Should we get this thing started? Yep. All right, so the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock um, we all know who the pick's going to be, but I just want to say this Jacksonville job for both head coach and, uh, general manager, because since we started recording Devin, Doug Marone has been officially ousted. Uh, so head coach GM that's open for both. Now they can pretty much get whoever they want. There is a lot to like with this team. There's a lot of good young talent. You got James Robinson as a UDFA. You have, uh, DJ Chark. Miles Jack on on the defense. Uh, there's a lot of of good uh, high potential players. You've also got C.J. Henderson there as well. You just need the right coach, and then you need the general manager that can get the right guys. I think that they honestly could bring in whoever they want. I would probably look to the guys in Buffalo, like uh, like Dan Morgan. There's another uh, assistant GM there as well. Um, that's getting a lot of headway. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but whoever it is. I think this one's pretty easy. You got the first overall pick. Um, kind of funny how going into the season, we all thought they were going to be the number one pick. That's how it turned out to be. Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback. Have fun, Jacksonville. I mean, you can't disagree with that pick. I mean, there's really no debate. Whoever was getting the number one pick was going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So, I mean, it. That's. I mean, look, man. Uh, just to address the, the issue, cause I'm, I'm probably gonna pick, uh, Justin Fields at two. Uh, look, Justin Fields played better than Trevor Lawrence, uh, over the weekend, but that does not mean he deserves to be the first quarterback off the board. Just wanted to put that out there. That's lazy scouting. That is yeah. lazy scouting. I'm sorry. Alright, go ahead. You're on the, you're on the clock now with the New York Jets. So I've seen a lot of people talk about just drafting Panay Sewell. Add to uh, to kind of pair with Makai Becton. I'm not really a big fan of moving either one since both of them are mainly left tackles and, and were very dominant in college when they played. Becton uh, is dominant in the NFL at left tackle yeah. when he's played. Yeah, so for me, I mean, if you're going to draft Panay Sewell, 
you're going to have to move him to right tackle. I'm sorry. There's just no way that you're going to move Becton, who played incredibly well and showed that he can be the blind side for a quarterback, especially with the right-handed. Um, there's just no way that I'm, I'm going to pick Panay Sewell with this one. So I'm picking Justin Fields. I think he comes in, you know, they trade Sam Darnold in the offseason. Uh, they got a new coach coming in. We'll see who they get. You know, of course, you know, names like Joe Brady, uh, maybe Brian Dabble, uh, names like that, maybe the taking the Jets job. Um, but it should be interesting to see what happens with that. But I think Justin Fields is the pick at two. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that uh, that's kind of a no brainer. Jeez. Um, OK, this is where it gets interesting. We have the third overall pick. This would have belonged to Houston, and uh, for those that are listening to this, because it's not a a visual podcast, I am rocking the Deshaun Watson jersey. However, poor Deshaun's going to have to sit there and watch his team not have a pick for the first eh, 65 or so picks. Uh, Poor Deshaun. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. But it's the Miami Dolphins, and oh boy. All right, so Twitter's going to get themselves all in a tizzy. They're going to say that the Dolphins need a quarterback because Tua didn't look good. Uh, you spent the fifth overall pick on him last year. You aren't exactly in a position where you can just give up already. You're not the, you're not the, the Arizona Cardinals where there was just nothing going right with Josh Rosen and it was clear it was time. You almost made the playoffs with Tua as your quarterback. It is not that time. That being said, the offensive line, you put a ton of weight into it, which to me says that you can't you, – you put a lot of capital in, into this offensive line last year with Robert Hunt, Solomon Kintley, and uh, Austin Jackson. So Panay Sewell, while the value would be fantastic, and he would be fantastic for that team, you could kick Robert Hunt into, you know, uh, into guard. You could move um, Austin Jackson a right tackle and then have Panay Sewell – do you really want to spend another high-level pick on an offensive lineman when your receiving room and your weapons are that bad? And to me right now, the answer is no, especially since you already have another first-round pick. So with the third overall pick in the 2021 draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. You yeah, need I mean, someone other than Devontae Parker to go out there and catch yeah, that's true. I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised receiver is a third pick. Um, like you said, they need a major upgrade because their defense is already pretty damn good. Um, court, I mean, quarterback wise, you, you can't give up on Tua this early in the you process. Can't. And, you know, you kind of just stuck him out there in the middle of a playoff run. So he was playing more to not lose games more than just letting it rip, if that makes Plus, sense. Plus, coming off of an injury. We, we talked about this before we went on air. Is that like When you're coming off an injury, you're not going to be entirely focused on playing your best ball. You just, you're trying to, again, not lose rather than playing to, to win and put up stats. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting to see kind of – everyone already ready to give up on him, you know, and I think the Cardinals pretty much ruined that, you know, for the development of quarterbacks. They basically said, we want another quarterback under a new regime. So by Josh Rosen. So that yeah, this was is the same regime. It's not like there's any drastic change. Yeah. So, I mean, but anyway, we're uh, moving on. Uh, number four, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. It should be a, a fun pick. 
Um, looking at them, you know, they got an aging Matt Ryan. Um, you know, they still have pieces in place on offense to, to be pretty good. I mean, you got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, you know, Hayden Hurst at tight end. So they have a lot, a lot of good pieces. Uh, Todd Gurley's set to be a free agent this season. I doubt they resign him. Um, so they, they have a lot to kind of, uh, you know, make up for and, and whatnot. And it, it was, it was kind of difficult making this pick, you know, cause they could go quarterback and, and have them waiting in the wings. Uh, they need defensive players. Uh, you could go someone like Micah Parsons or something like that. Um, so, you know, I kind of been debating they need an edge rusher as well, but no one is really warranted that high of a pick in my opinion. Uh, so number four, I'm giving the Atlanta Falcons Micah Parsons. I like that pick. Um, listen, Micah Parsons, one of my highest rated, uh, defensive prospect, whether you want him to rush the passer, whether you want him to play off ball linebacker, doesn't really matter. He can do both. Uh, so I have no issue with that pick. Um, especially the idea of pairing him with Deion Jones, that just becomes kind of scary. Uh, especially, uh, since, and I was looking at this yesterday, um, I looked at Dion Jones's contract and he's 26 and he does start getting a little bit expensive, uh, this coming season. However, if he doesn't play up to snuff, he's got an out next year. You can just cut bait, be done with it, especially since there's going to be a new, uh, regime in new general manager and new coach. You don't have to tether yourself long term to guys that you weren't the ones making financial decisions on. So whether Deion Jones is still on this team going forward or not, this is a fantastic pick. So give me one second. I'm actually just keeping track of the uh, the draft picks. So I am back on the board now with the Cincinnati Bengals, who announced that Zach Taylor will be returning for a third year. And this is sorry. This has to be the year. Going forward, 2021, since he needs to show some form of improvement, uh, they'll get Joe Burrow back, which is fantastic. <coughs> Excuse me. But Zach Taylor has been there now for two years, and if I'm not mistaken, he has five wins on his uh, on his record, right? Because they went one in 15 last year, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, he has five or six wins on his on his docket. Um, and for a guy that was supposed to be the next McVeigh after learning under McVeigh, their offense has looked awful under him. It's been just truly dreadful. So this has to be the year. Uh, and now we knew he wasn't going to get fired this year because Cincinnati is notoriously cheap. Um, so they weren't going to pay someone to not coach, especially with multiple years left on their contract. <sighs> that being said, Joe Burrow got injured because he, of the beating he took from the league's worst offensive line. Jonah Williams is the only one that is remotely starter caliber. The rest of it needs to be replaced and needs to be replaced badly. I, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm spending a lot of money in free agency on offensive line and I'm drafting in, you know, on the offensive line. Panay Sewell is still there at five. This is a no-brainer. Panay Sewell is now a Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah, I mean, people may, you know, think that they are going to lose out on the Panay Sewell sweepstakes. I don't think so, just based on some of the draft needs of the first four teams. Uh, you know, for me, I think 
for the Jets, they should try and either get, you know, right tackle through free agency or, you know, take someone later in the draft, um, you know, second round maybe or trade up to, to get your guy, something like that. But yeah, man, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, cause I, I think Paneso definitely needs to be there in Cincinnati. I mean, it, it's no doubt about it. They, they need a major upgrade, uh, and they need protection for Joe Burrow. So. Glad that they're going to potentially get that. But you're uh, on the you're on the board next with the Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles. By so, the way, by the way, so Carson Wentz is throwing the most um, humble hissy fit I've ever seen. Uh, saying that he, he, it's basically that the relationship with the team is fractured and, and, and he wants out. OK, Carson. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Maybe you can do wonders in Indianapolis. Yeah, that seems like all indications are that he's in Indianapolis at this point. But yeah, I mean, that this Eagles team is going to look different next year. I mean, so before you, if you don't mind, before yeah, you make your pick, since this is my team, this team needs a massive overhaul. I don't know whether that means Doug Peterson is going to be back or not, uh, as of 10 o'clock this morning when we're recording, there hasn't been any word on him yet. That could obviously change by the time this podcast comes out. Same with Howie Roseman. I would give them the benefit of the doubt and give it... Okay, I would give Peterson the benefit of the doubt and give him one more year. I have, I have seen enough of Howie Roseman's track record to know that he shouldn't be brought back. The contracts on this team are disgusting. They are so far over the cap. Devin, I believe they're $68 million over the, over the salary cap. I don't know how you get under that. I honestly don't. You need to move on from Alshon Jeffrey. You need to move on from Deshaun Jackson. You need to move on from Carson Wentz. You need to move on from Jason Peters. You need to move on from likely Jason Kelsey, even though he was a pro bowler this year. He's probably... At this point in his career, too good to be on a team that is not going anywhere. This team needs to be bad for a couple of years, which means that they need to bring in a new general manager to get them out of the shit that they're in. The defense needs to invest in a linebacker that can actually cover. I'm sad that Micah Parsons isn't there. There's a lot that this team needs. They need to stop giving bad contracts to players like Jalen Mills, who in five years has yet to shown he's anything other than a bench warmer, and yet the Eagles still trot him out week after week as if he's somehow going to make that turn. Same with Nathan Gary. These guys need to stop making, you know, 65%, 70% snap count rates. You know, the defensive line is so well paid, but didn't really provide a whole lot of pressure this year. This team needs to actually kind of start over again. That being said, you're now in charge of the Eagles at six. Yeah, so I was thinking, man, you know, first of all, uh, their secondary has been god-awful. And, you know, they spent picks, you know, on Jalen Mills and, and whatnot. It's just hard for me to not pick a corner for the Eagles, especially with Micah Parsons off the board. You know, the next linebacker that maybe I'd give them is uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora or Zayvon Collins, uh, both kind of versatile guys, but I don't know if they'll fit in the scheme. 
And, you know, the Eagles defense are going to look different too next year. You know, Jim Schwartz is not going to be there either. Um, so for me, I think I'm going to go corner for the Eagles. I'm going to give them Caleb Farley. Ooh, I like this. I like this. You know, I'm a big Caleb Farley guy. <sighs> yeah, I like it. It's the first step. This team needs a lot of help. This team needs so much help, Devin. The corners aren't really that good. I mean, come on. We saw Sidney Jones get cut and Rasul Douglas both get cut in the preseason. And both came out and played pretty well in their new homes in Carolina and Jacksonville, respectively. Yeah, uh, it's bad, man. Oh, my God. I mean, teams were like, okay, cool. You want to put uh, Avante Maddox on, you know, on us? All right, guess what? Avante Maddox is going to get targeted 17 times in a game. Because Vontae Maddox is not good at all. Goodness gracious. There's a, a poll put out on New Year's Eve by Bleeding Green Nation, which is a site where uh, Benjamin Solak writes about the Eagles. 95% of Eagles fans think that Howie Roseman should be replaced. I mean, come on. I think really... The fact that they passed on Justin Jefferson for Jalen Rieger set this all in motion. And then the fact that Jefferson played as well as he did. Rieger struggled with injuries and played like crap when he was on on, on the field. <clears throat> it just really puts it all in perspective. Like, this team actually just needs to be bad for a couple of years. <clears throat> I am back on the board now at pick seven with the Detroit Lions. Detroit's an interesting one. We mentioned this uh, on a podcast last week that the Lions, with a new regime coming in, is Matt Stafford safe? Is he going to be traded somewhere else? Maybe a San Francisco, maybe a New England, uh, wherever the case that may be. I'm not willing to pick a quarterback if I'm Detroit yet. Because we just got out of the season. We don't know who they're going to pick as their new coach, as their new GM. That'll decide a lot going forward, especially as we get closer to uh, the start of free agency where Matt Stafford could be traded. For now, though, I'm assuming that Stafford will be back and there's a glaring issue on their roster, Devin. Quintez Cephas is the only wide receiver on their roster that is still projected to be on their roster in terms of getting paid by them next year. Everyone else is a free agent. Marvin Jones may not be back. Kenny Galladay may not be back because apparently there are reports that the Lions before Quinn and Patricia were fired were in looking at bringing Galladay back at 14 or $15 million a year and Galladay wanted top end receiver money of 18, 19 or 20. Kenny Galladay is also 27 years old and I'm not sure how much he's going to want to be there for another rebuild. I think you can pretty much say Kenny Galladay is as good as gone in Detroit, meaning that they need a new number one wide receiver there. He may only be 175 pounds, but I'm going to give the Detroit Lions Devontae Smith number seven overall. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lions are going to have a ton of needs as well. Um, You know, they... Moved on from Matt Patricia, so a lot of those defensive guys that they signed, you know... Yes, they're they're going to be leaving, so they need to have a really solid draft. And, you know, if that includes getting a receiver that high, then, you know, so be it. They got to do what they got to do. So. so we made it all the way to eight. Carolina is, like, 
jumping up and down with joy because there are two quarterbacks still left on the board. Sorry, I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater guy myself, but it's clear that they can't roll forward with him. Zach Wilson is still there. Trey Lance is still there. Where are they going? Jared Feinberg, listen up. You're about to become a lot happier in about 30 seconds. Yeah, number eight, man. I think the obvious pick is quarterback for Carolina. because Especially since they made it there and they didn't have to trade up. Exactly. Uh, even though I don't think this – by the way, I don't think this is how the mock draft falls. I think – Oh, hell no. The, the the quarterbacks, probably all four of them are gone within the first eight, nine picks. Yeah. So the uh, Joe Marino just had a, a mock draft in which the first four picks were all quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, teams need quarterbacks and they're probably going to trade up. So but for me, I think Carolina goes with Zach Wilson. Uh, he is the, you know, kind of the electric guy, this, the guy that can make plays outside of the pocket. Uh, they can do a little bit of everything. You know, there's concern with him just leaving the pocket for no reason uh, and just bailing on the pocket, you know, just in general off his game tape. But he can make all the throws. Um, you know, he, he just does it all. I mean, I, you don't see many weaknesses in this game. He's had such a rise. So I think the, the Panthers go with Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's a great pick. Zach Wilson, our guy, Dante Catalanelli, is very happy with this. Jared Feinberg's very happy with this. Can't go wrong when you get potentially the second-best quarterback in the class at eight. In exactly. a year where they're all going to go much higher. I'm on the board now with the Denver Broncos, and this is a very tough pick based off of where they are. I would think offensive tackle is a, is a, sorry, is a, is a possibility here. But they did just pay a lot of money to Garrett Bowles and uh, Jawan James, who opted out of the season this year. He's going to be back, and he makes way too much money for you to, uh, to feasibly cut him. The Broncos are in a very, very tough situation because they their weaknesses are areas where they're putting a lot of money into. And they also don't really have a need that meets with the where the class is right now. Because, again, what are we looking at in terms of the best players on the board? Patrick Sertain, Kyle Pitts, um, you know, uh, Christian Derrissaw. They have decent young corners. They have Noah Fant, so that takes Kyle Pitts off the board. And then you have wide receivers, but they have Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, <laughs> and Cortland Sutton. Like, there's a lot that they they need, but it's it doesn't make sense for them. They do, however, now this what this is where I'm going to get crazy, Devin. Von Miller's coming off of an ACL injury. Bradley Chubb, uh, you're definitely picking up his fifth-year option. But who knows how much longer Von Miller has left in the tank. And remember when the Broncos had that three-headed pass rush monster? of Barrett, they had Chubb for a bit, and Vaughn Miller, or they had Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware, and someone else. Let's bring that back. Edge one off the board, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia, going ninth overall. Yeah, it may not be a popular pick among Denver fans. I don't care. Um, I know, yes, especially... Quarterback is an, is an issue. Do you... Ri- my issue, because here's the thing, I do believe that Drew Locke is not the answer in Denver and they need to go with someone else. 
If they were picking fifth, this is a lot easier. They're picking ninth, and there's one quarterback left, and it's my lowest of the four. Because Trey Lance going to have to sit a year anyways, which means that you're stuck with Drew Locke for another year. It just yeah. doesn't add up. I, I, had to, I had to go with something, and at that point, I'm going best position available in terms of value and the best player available at that position. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Now 10, I got Dallas. I know um, exactly where you're going with this one already. I'm just yeah. typing it in. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look, man, they, they got a ton of holes. Uh, you know, they, they need to really retool that defense. Uh, it's, it's frankly been bad. Um, especially in the secondary, uh, which is exactly why I'm going to address the need of the secondary. So uh, at 10, I'm giving Dallas Patrick certain. Yeah, that's going to be a popular one. Tyler Browning, there's your present from us. Yep. We seem You're to make right. all of our coworkers very happy right now. Yeah. Uh, no, but Patrick certain he's my cornerback one. He's actually fifth overall on my board. This is fantastic value for the Cowboys. Thanks, Devin. I hate it. Look, man. I, you hated the Cowboys draft last year, and it, I mean, it, it really didn't turn out that well this year for them, <sighs> playing wise. Also true. Also true. All right. I am back on the board. Pick 11. We have the New York Giants, a team that, okay, first of all, somehow Dave Gettleman is going to survive this, which is disgusting. Thanks. I hate it. Actually, you know what? I love it because it means that the Giants are going to be limited by their blind faith in Dave Gettleman and Daniel Jones. Um, looking at the Giants, they've got good linebacker play. Alec Martinez uh, was surprisingly very good for the Giants this year. They still don't have a pass rusher, but we've seen in Gettleman's time, and again, I'm assuming that Gettleman's just going to be back until I hear otherwise, he doesn't value edge early, like, at all. He, for whatever reason, does not put a lot of value in that position. It, and with them running a 3-4, the best edge available would be maybe Greg Rizzo or Quiddy Payne. Neither of them really fit a 3-4 outside linebacker, though. So I don't think you can go with that. I'm looking at their team, and, like, Golden Tate is in his early to now mid-30s. Darius Slayton's a good wide receiver. I think he could use a little bit more help. Why am I making all of the teams in my division so much better, Devin? With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. Yeah, they need some, they need some upgrades at receiver, man. Uh, Darius Slayton has very much overachieved. Golden Tate is getting older, man. Uh, Evan Ingram has been extremely disappointing. Hey, you um, mean Pro Bowler Evan Ingram? I don't know how. I, I still don't know how. Um, but yeah, they they need major upgrades on on their weapons. Daniel Jones is basically having to make plays himself, even though he's not very good, but. They really don't, they really don't, can't afford to move on from him just yet, I think. No. So. They gotta give him more time. And they got Saquon Barkley, hopefully, hopefully coming back next year, so. That's gonna be huge. If they can actually figure out the weapons around Saquon, not, not around Daniel Jones, around Saquon, then Saquon's not gonna, you know, 
hopefully get injured in, in, in week two, and the Giants may actually push towards the playoffs in, in yeah. a not 6-10 and 10 season. Well, the thing with Saquon is he tries to make so much happen because they can't do anything on offense, yep. you know? So he's catching swing passes, trying to get 10 yards, and, you know, trying to get that extra yard instead of getting down or getting out of bounds is, is you know, leading to those injuries, so. You are now up with the San Francisco 49ers at pick 12. I mean, at this point, it's pretty clear who I'm going with. They're also in need of a quarterback. Uh, they had a ton of injuries across the board, especially on defense. They have one of the best, better defenses when they're fully healthy. Uh, in injuries my killed them this yeah. year. Injuries on both sides of the ball. But George Kittle still played pretty well. He's going to need a new quarterback to sling it to him. And what better way than having Trey Lance, you know, at and basically weighing the wings. And I, I pitched this potential idea. The 49ers should go out and get a potential uh, quarterback for now, you know, like a veteran quarterback, someone like, like a Matthew Cam Stafford. Newton. Maybe even Matthew Stafford let Trey Lance sit for a couple years and develop, and then he'll take over the reins, and maybe they're back in the Super Bowl. I think I think Trey Lance in Kyle Shanahan's system is a perfect match because it's not a lot of, uh, like, like, yes, you have to be very, uh, like, a very high intelligent in terms of, uh, like, reading the field, but there's also a lot of quick reads, short passes with the option to run. Cal Shanahan with a mobile quarterback is scary, and the NFL should be terrified. I am on the board now with the LA Chargers at pick 13. I would have made this pick had they stayed at six, Devin, uh, before they started to, to win and won four straight games, saving Anthony Lynn his job. The offensive line for the L.A. Chargers is uh, Cincinnati Bengals level of bad. Sam yeah. Tevy uh, should not be anywhere near a starting left tackle. Or actually, he's barely even practice squad level, if we're being completely honest. Uh, Brian Balaga is their best offensive lineman by far. Uh, you need someone opposite of him. I think you know where I'm going with this. I think the listeners know where I'm going with this. Congratulations, L.A. Chargers. You have your left tackle of the future, Christian Derrissaw. Yeah, I I knew this was coming, <laughs> you know. Um, Again, I would have picked him at six. Yeah, someone that, you know, is really just played so damn well. I mean, it's very hard to be. Uh, I mean, there could be a scenario where someone trades up for him in the top ten, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens come draft day, but I think he's going to test really well and, you know, continue to impress GMs and, and head coaches and the stock is continuing to rise. So I'm not surprised by that pick at all. I think it's a great pick and it gives the Chargers uh, a position of need and someone for the future of Justin Herbert, you know, and to protect his blind side. So can't disagree with that one. 14, yeah. Minnesota, uh, my guy, uh, our guy, Tyler Florence, I should say, you know, this is, this is going to be an interesting pick because they obviously their biggest needs are interior offensive linemen. Uh, they need a three tech and they also need um, edge ed, an edge presence. So right off the bat, those first two ones are not this is not the position to pick those have those picks made, especially a three tech and inside offensive lineman. You can get that later in round one or, or other rounds, uh, in my opinion. Uh, someone that I'd like for them in the third round is uh, a limb slim McNeil. So. I think, you know, he could be a pick for them later in, later in the draft, uh, in terms of 
uh, three techs, but inside interior offensive lineman, I don't think there's someone good enough in this draft to go that high in the top 14, uh, which is why I'm going to give the Minnesota Vikings who someone will probably be my edge to a bit undersized, but uh, it's played really well. And, and it's shown that he belongs in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go with Quiddy pay. Yeah. Um, I like that fit, uh, especially opposite of the De- uh, Hunter. Because Hunter is just like pure speed, pin his ear, ears back and just get to the quarterback. Meanwhile, Quidipay, kind of the more dense build, 6'2", 265. I mean, you saw what he was playing with uh, this year in Michigan. He only played in two games and had like 16 pressures or something insane like that. Um, this just makes way too much sense. Makes way too much sense. Love the pick. Uh, so, yeah, Tyler, don't yell at us. We didn't pick a guard. Uh, let me just put that in. So quick pay at 14. All right. I am back on the board now with the New England Patriots at 15. They're going to be in the, in, uh, in the market for a quarterback. <sighs> Jared Stidham, not the guy. Cam Newton, not coming back. I could see them trading up, uh, for a quarterback come the draft, but I, I mean, I'm looking now and Kyle Trask is not going to be the pick. Mac Jones is not going to be the pick. They need something else. This is a very tough one based off of where they're picking. Jeez, uh, at 15. You know what? He's still here. I don't think he's actually going to be here come draft day. Kyle Pitts. Whoever's going to play quarterback there, be it Matt Stafford, be it Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. they're going to have a tight end slash wide receiver to throw it to. Kyle Pitts making it to 15 is is an absolute steal. I have Pitts right now at 7th on my board. That sucks because I was probably going to pick him at 15. Not oh, gonna that's, you. At, at 16 I, for, for Arizona? Yeah, yeah, I was probably going to pick him at 16 for Arizona, even though they had some offensive line needs. Uh, yeah, man, it it's interesting for sure. I think, man, that that sucks. Because I definitely, I definitely was all in on him. But I, I know who you should pick at 16 for Arizona. I'm not going to say anything, though. Yeah, I mean, they need offensive line help in the worst way. And I just. The best offensive lineman is still bad because it's DJ Humphreys. Yeah. Um, I don't he's know, making, man. He's making big money. He's making like 14 and a half this year. Yeah, this should be an interesting pick because I'm thinking about they need some interior help, they need some tackle help. Um, and there's someone that has been pretty highly regarded, you know, even came in as uh, OT1 for a particular draft analyst, uh, someone very respected. So I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not or somewhere of a controversy, but 16, I'm going with Rashawn Slater. That was who I was going to say you needed to pick. So uh, Because we, we know that he doesn't have the length to be – you know, on paper, an NFL tackle, but I mean, you could give him a shot. You can move him down to guard. You know, he's shown as a run blocker, he can at least translate pretty well. And, you know, that's someone you can plug and play. You know, you can find a position for him, learn it, play, you know, give us the best chance to, to save Kyler Murray because pretty much down the stretch of the season, Arizona had the playoff spot in the bag until he got hurt his shoulder and then 
He hurt his hamstring yesterday uh, against the Rams, so they need him to be protected. I wanted to get him an upgrade at tight end because, look, Dan Arnold. You can wait in this class. Like, it's not very deep because we've now seen four guys go back to school, but you can get one in the second round, no problem. For sure. And they need an upgrade, man. Dan Arnold is not a premier tight end. To, to be honest, you know, he played for the Saints, so I know all about him. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Rashawn Slayer. I think he, he helps this team immediately and, you know, gets them gets the ball rolling for them, to, yeah. especially on the offensive line. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Jeez, uh, man. I'm, I, I'm looking at DJ uh, Humphrey's contract right now. He is due $15 million next year. 15.1 Plus a sign. Uh, sorry, no, he's got a nineteen million dollar cap hit, just under twenty. But after next year, you can get out of that for four point three. That's a no brainer to me. For sure, absolute no brainer to me. And then you can just build the offensive line. Arizona. I was looking at their roster last night once they were eliminated. Going forward, they need weapons for Kyler. They need to keep Kyler healthy. And then they need to get younger on defense to kind of get that next generation of that defense rolling. Because they still have Chandler Jones, but, you know, and they and they do have Byron Murphy and they have um, uh, Buda Baker. But the rest of that defense is either old or not good. That and they need to find a legit backup quarterback that can run their offense. Yeah. Because Strebler yesterday was I'm not I'm wondering it. if in a year or so from now, whether Cliff Kingsbury is still the head coach. I mean, we'll see. It, it, that'll it, be, it's possible. He could be gone, you know, just like that. So hopefully they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am on the board now with the Las Vegas Raiders at 17. Derek Carr has a cap number that you can get out of pretty easily as well. I was looking at that, mentioned that in our group chat yesterday. I think it's I think it's five million dollars uh to cut him is like all the cap hit. But the question becomes what do you replace him with? Do you just bring back Marcus Mariota for a year and then hope to God you suck enough next year to get a, a quarterback? I don't know. What I do know, though, is that that Raiders defense is god-awful. They couldn't stop anyone this year. They spent a lot of money on Corey Littleton. That didn't work. They spent a lot of money on, on Nick Kwiatkowski. That hasn't worked. They brought in Raekwon McMillan from the uh, from the Dolphins. That hasn't worked. I'm stealing this one from our guy Joe Marino over at the Draft Network. This is this is Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. They need some. They need something on that linebacker. Yeah, group. They do. It is. It is bad, dude. They put the a, Raiders have terrible contracts. They not only have Derek Carr, but Corey Littleton is only like one year in to a very bad contract. I'm gonna see if I can look it up right now on Spot Track. But if I remember correctly, he's getting like 15 million dollars a year, which yeah. is not very good. Uh, Corey Littleton is on a three years, 35 and a half. You can cut him after next year for only six million, but he's due $13 million this year. Yeah. So you have to either just take the loss or just play him. And 
look, man, Las Vegas really started off pretty hot, but then they fizzled down the stretch. You know, it, it sucks. And, you know, a lot of people were thinking maybe they should, you know, get rid of Derek Carr. I don't really think he's the problem per se. Uh, I think the defense really needs some upgrades and, and adding Owusu Koromara definitely helps. Now I got Miami at 18. You pick for them at three already. Have, gave them Jamar Chase. Uh, 18, I'm giving them Zayvon Collins. Uh, they need someone that, you know, that Kyle Van Noy role. And I think Zayvon Collins can kind of fill that role. You know, Van Noy, you know, he's still a pretty good football player, kind of age, but I think Zayvon Collins can come in, uh, play that position, uh, someone that you can, you know, kind of develop and, and play him at different spots. You don't have to necessarily play him at a straight up, uh, Mike or, you know, Sam or Will linebacker. Uh, you can come off the edge. Has a little bit of everything. I worried a little, uh, worried a little bit about him in terms of physicality in the run game. Uh, think he, he needs some improvement in that. And it's very weird to look at this draft order and see them at 18, at 10 and 6. I know we talked about it earlier in the show, but it is still very weird to, to see that. But yeah, I'm giving Miami Zayvon Collins. I think he can, can come in and, and be an immediate contributor for this team. Like that pick. Uh, again, you're kind of getting that same, that same type of player. Uh, you know, you might even be getting a bit of an upgrade on Van Noy. And then, of course, you just got a lot of flexibility in your linebacking core because Van Noy and Collins can kind of play, you know, if you want one to rush the passer on one, you know, one play, one to drop back into coverage on that same play, you're good. And then on the next play, you can confuse the defense by flipping it because they're so interchangeable. I've got Zayvon Collins actually compared to Jamie Collins uh, because I, I remember being a little higher on Jamie Collins coming out when he was uh, in college uh, than Kyle Van Noy. Um, but again, they're all kind of that same type of player. Definitely fits that system. Not to mention, Kyle Van Noy is going to be 30 soon. So with a linebacker, you really got to wonder how much left he's got in the tank. And again, not to you know talk about money, but you know Kyle Van Noy, if he doesn't have a great year this, this coming year, you can get out of that for uh, just under... Three million dollars, if you know, uh, you know, if you're worried about that, if he doesn't, you know, perform, starts to taper off towards, you know, as he gets into his 30s, it's not that, not that much of a stretch. Now we're into playoff teams, so let's start with the seven and nine Washington football team. Hopefully, by the draft, they'll have a real name. Um, oh boy. All right, uh, quarterback. I think we could agree that quarterback's a, a, a need, but, um, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, quarterback's a clear need, but I don't know if they can do so. Offensive line, they, good God, this team needs offensive line help. Like, in the worst way. Morgan Moses is their best offensive lineman, and he's not very good. Or, sorry, their best offensive tackle. Chase Rulia just got a, a massive extension at center. Brandon Scherf, I believe, is an upcoming free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Um... They need a left tackle, man. Sadiq Charles isn't it. Uh, the kid they got out of Louisville the other year, Jerron Christian, he's not it. They need something. Oh, boy. I'm going to give them Alex Leatherwood. I think it might be a little bit of a reach, uh, but this is someone that can play guard or tackle right away at the NFL. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly the most inspired by this pick, but I need to, I need to fix that offensive line. So I'm going to give them, uh, I'm going to give them Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with that. I mean, 
you know, like I said, maybe a little too rich for me, uh, for him. I'm uh, just but. glad Darisaw was off the board before the, before Washington. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Twenty Chicago. Uh, look, they're they're kind of a, a head case a little bit, you know. Allen Robinson probably not going to be back. Let's be honest. Yeah, so they're, they're they going to be a quarterback needing, as well. They need a lot right now in terms on on in terms of offense. I mean, their offensive line is okay, not great. Uh, receiver wise, they got Darnell Mooney, uh, Anthony Miller, uh, but you lose Allen Robinson potentially to free agency. I doubt he stays. I mean. He had what, maybe three or four targets yesterday in their biggest game of the year, um, which was still mind blowing to me. Uh, Darnell Mooney's really um, emerging as a potential wide receiver two or three for them. Uh, Cole Komet is still, you know, so I'm definitely not giving him a tight end. Pat Frymuth is not going there. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at this, man, uh, I think they should go receiver. Uh, and someone that, uh, me and you have liked for, what, now two years, uh, you know, wide receiver does it all, you know, has the size, uh, tracking ability, can go up and make the tough contested catches. And, you know, someone that outshined his teammate when we all thought he could be a potential first rounder, but ended up going in the sixth round. So I'm giving the Chicago Bears Rashad Bateman. I like that, man. I like that a lot. You're getting uh, a type of Allen Robinson type player. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like, Chicago's best wide receiver is Allen Robinson. They don't use him. They've, I mean, Anthony Miller hasn't been good, but they've pissed him off too. He won't be back. That leaves Darnell Mooney as like your, and, and Riley Ridley, who you also don't use. As your best two wide receivers really available, so this is a no-brainer. Uh, they needed to invest in a, in a wide receiver at the beginning and the first round. And then they can come back again in round two and maybe grab a Kyle Trask, a Desmond Ritter, a Mac Jones. This team is not a playoff team. I don't care that they're in the playoffs. They are not a playoff team. Uh, and they're not going to be one going forward. They kind of do just need to figure it all out. Uh Jeez, there's some bad teams in this playoffs in the playoffs this year, man. I'm back on the board with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I picked uh, Trevor Lawrence back at pick number one. Who's gonna join them? This team has a lot of needs, man. This team has a lot of needs. Um, I think the offensive line is one for sure, especially considering Cam Robinson is set to become a free agent. Um, who knows if they bring him back? They need to pay him right tackle money. He needs to be on that like short, uh, short term, ten to twelve a year, no more than that. Otherwise, you're getting into DJ Humphreys, Donovan Smith level bad contracts for for mediocre at best offensive linemen. Probably best to just not bring him back entirely. This is a team that you don't need to win right away with. You have the pieces to just kind of build, kind of do what Cincy should have done, which is quarterback, get a, you know, an offensive lineman to protect him, and then kind of move forward doing that so that in Trevor's second year, you're more ready to compete. I'm actually going to get him a, a, a tackle that's more potential based than right away. But I think that right away, he's still going to be pretty good. I'm going to give them Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. 
I just think that that's a perfect move. You're getting a young quarterback, young offensive lineman. I think you're kind of sensing where I'd be going if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive, uh, sorry, Jacksonville Jaguars general manager, getting this team going for the future under this new regime, What whoever is in charge. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good pick. He's going to be a developmental guy, uh, not someone that's I think he, he can start right away. He, I mean, he could, you know, and um, I think from what I've seen, I think he, he's, he needs a little bit of worry, a little bit of polishing, but, you know, if. Agreed. He's, he's actually offensive tackle six for me, but the two that I still had available at the position are Alex, uh, sorry, are Liam Eichenberg and Sam Cosme. Eichenberg, yeah. I worry about his, um, about his athleticism. Cosme, I worry about his frame. Yeah, I don't have to worry that. about that with 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 Jalen Mayfield. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that that's very true. The I, only I other think player that... on the offensive line I would have considered taking here is Elijah Vera Tucker. Not even Wyatt Davis. I would have gone with Elijah Vera Tucker instead. Yeah, I mean, he, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is, would be a good pick for anyone. Uh, may pick him later in the round. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I I can't disagree. Uh, now I got the Indianapolis Colts at twenty two. This one's a bit of a tough one. Uh, obviously, they're they have needs at quarterback um, because I mean, let's face it, Philip Rivers is it's not going to be the future. Um, and I don't know, man. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, he just got hurt. Um, you know, what what are they going to do with that? Ah, this one's a tough one. I don't know, man. Uh, I was thinking about giving them a receiver, but who do I really give it to them at this point? You know, a um, little bit stuck on this one. Um, I'm thinking maybe I'll give them an upgrade at DB. Um, you know, it hasn't been it's, – it's been solid, but I feel like they, they can get better. Uh, and someone that, you know, I think we, we kind of – Forgot about a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give him J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I like that. Pairing J.C. Horn up with Rocky Sin and, uh, oh, God, they have another really good um, corner whose name's escaping me right now. Oh, Jesus, what's his name? Uh, oh, no, never mind. Never mind. They have Xavier Rhodes as their other corner. Never mind. Yeah, no, this is an Eric, this is a uh, an Xavier Rhodes replacement. I like that pick, Devin. Good job. I am on the board now with the playoff bound Cleveland Browns. You have no idea how happy that 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 makes me to say because poor Browns fans have endured just so much shit over the last eighteen years, Devin. It's about time they they have something to cheer about. And I think they're going to be very happy with this pick. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi is about to hit free agency and about to get just paid and a half. Um, I think same with Sheldon Richardson, but he's not going to get paid to that same extent. They need to build that interior defensive line in their absence. Again, you're not going to be able to really afford and keep everyone happy on that defensive line with Ogunjobi, Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon. You need to do the smart thing, get young at that position again. Cycle out Ogunjobi. Bring in Davion Nixon from Iowa. Yeah, that'll be a huge gift for them. Um, you know, a lot of people have been mocking Zayvon Collins to Cleveland. 
Um, he doesn't make it this far in ours. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't make it that far. But Nixon, man, he, he's been a huge riser in this class. Someone that essentially came out of nowhere. Uh, we focus a lot on Iowa's edge edge rushers over the years. Uh, of course, AJ Epinesa last year, um, Chauncey Golson to some degree, but uh, Nixon has been starred this year for Iowa and and the pick. You know, I definitely see him go first round. So. Can't agree, can't disagree with that one at all. You're on the board now with the Tennessee Titans. They have yeah, one is, glaring need. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I mean, you look at their offense, they got two stud receivers, got Derrick Henry, got Ryan Tannehill for at least the near future. Um, tight end? I don't know. That could be that could be the spot I decide to go with. Uh, that's you know, only Jono if Johnny Smith. Smith. Yeah, that's yeah, only if Johnny Smith. Leads. Yeah. So the pick here got to be Pat Fryermuth. Oh, that uh, wasn't where I thought you were gonna go. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pat Fryermuth for Tennessee. I think he he fits a need for them. And so you're ignoring kinda... the edge rusher need, eh? Look, ah, I thought about it. I thought about it, but last in the league in sacks, man. Uh, they may try and, and go get an edge rusher on, on the free market. Uh, we'll see what happens. They just need someone to line up across from Harold Landry. They do. They do. Uh, and this this would have been a great edge class to get someone like that. Uh, but, you know, I decided to go a different direction. All right. I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just judging. <laughs> All right. I'm back on the board now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen. As long as Tom Brady is there, you need to keep him clean. Uh, that offensive line, they've got some good players. They have uh, Ali Marpet, who's been pretty good. They have Ryan Jensen, who's been pretty good at center. The tackle uh, position, though, next question. It's uh, Well, no. Let me correct myself. Because the tackle position has not been bad. They, they do have uh, Tristan Wirfs, who just played like one of the best right tackles in the NFL in his rookie year. They do, however, still employ Donovan Smith. And any team that employs Donovan Smith to the level that they're employing him with how much they're paying him needs to immediately get him off the books because you can't be a serious playoff contender and have Donovan Smith as your starting left tackle. They, dude, they can cut him this year for... Uh, oh, jeez, never mind. Uh, yeah, there's no dead cap uh, if they cut him this offseason. That makes way too much sense. Goodbye, Donovan Smith. Hello to your new left tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker. We're drafting him to play tackle. Nice. He showed he can do it at, at USC, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's definitely an upgrade. You know, they, they need help on the offensive line. Um, Brady will get killed. You know, with Donovan Smith just continuing to be a left tackle, we saw multiple games this year where the games they pretty much lost, they were getting beat up on the offensive line. So I can see that, you know, I think that's going to be a good pick for Tampa Bay. I was thinking you may go edge with them, but the pick is a pick. No, Um, I I have to keep Brady clean as long as he's there. Yep, Baltimore. Um they still have a really solid team, uh, but it's time to upgrade them at receiver, man. I know they just spent a 
pick on Marquise Brown uh, just a few years ago, but they need that true number one guy, someone that's going to draw attention, right? Um, and, you know, I thought about Chris Olave for this pick, but to me, I just don't know if that's really going to – a combination I would make. He's a really good player. I really like Olave's game. Uh, superb route runner. Uh, but when it when it comes to someone reliable down the field, making contested catches, I just don't know if he's that guy. Uh, so for this pick, I'm going to go with Terrence Mar- Terrace Marshall. Yeah. Uh, LSU for Baltimore. And yes, I know sir. there's an old adage about Baltimore not selecting LSU players, but hey, they broke that last they, year. They, so. they, put, they picked two last year, no? Yeah, they broke Yeah, they broke that last year. So. Yeah, there we go. LSU. Uh, man. Such a good fit because the problem with the Ravens receivers is that they all are small, fast, and can't catch. Well, Terrace Marshall is big. He's got some speed, and he can go up and get it. So, I mean, jeez. That's just such a picture-perfect fit. Put him in the slot, put him out wide, doesn't really matter. All right, I got the Jets again. This is the Jamal Adams trade pick. Uh, Oh, boy. Okay, so we got them a... Quarterback of the future in Justin Fields at two. The Jets have so many damn needs. Holy crap, man. They need a pass rusher. The best one I have. Ooh. Ooh, I very much like this. All right. All right. I was going to say the best fit or the best player available for them at edge is, is Greg Rizzo, and that may be correct, but... He's not what they need in a pass rusher right off the bat. They need someone that they can line up in a, in a variety of different uh, positions that can go get the quarterback strong, has some speed, maybe single-handedly cause their team to, to upset a top-10-ranked team at that time. Joseph Asai. That's a great pick. Um You know, I think for Russo, it, it's going to be really hard to mock him in the first round just – based on how raw he is. Um, but, yeah, Osai, man, he's been very underrated as an edge. Uh, could could very well be a top-two edge for some people. Uh, but, yeah, he's been he's been fantastic, and, and I would love to see him, uh, you know, get picked here. I think, I think it's an awesome pick for the Jets. Uh, someone that comes in can help Quentin Williams not be the only damn person on that defensive line causing havoc, so. Jets Love haven't had an it. edge rusher in like five years. Yeah, it's time. It's time. <clears throat> you are no, back 20... on the board now with the Pittsburgh Steelers at 28. There yeah, are this two one... different directions with this one. Yeah, this one was an interesting one for me. Uh, they have some quarterback issues, uh, in my opinion. I think Ben Roethlisberger is pretty much on its last legs. Mason Rudolph is, he played well yesterday, but it was against a depleted Browns. 56%. Roster. He didn't play well. They, relatively well for for his standards at the very least. Yeah, he played he played play god by, awful last year. Playing by uh, Mason Rudolph standards. Oh boy. Yeah, so I see a lot of people go different directions with the Steelers. You know, they they added an edge for them. You know, they had all types of things, but the biz, biggest one for me, they gotta they gotta upgrade the offensive line. You know, they. Played okay at times this year, but they couldn't get any movement in the run game. Uh, Villanueva's getting older. Um, 
I mean, you had uh, Dotson come in and play really well. Uh, I think he's probably going to be a, a cornerstone for them. Pouncey is still around. But I'm going to give him uh, Samuel Cosme. I think he can he can come in and, and play really well for the Steelers and fill a need that they have. You know, they, they need to get younger in, on the offensive line for sure. Definitely. Alejandro Villanueva is a free agent this upcoming year. Uh, so is their right tackle as well. Uh, and I believe so is Jakuma Okorafor. They have a lot of uh, upcoming free agents on the offensive line. So uh, you gave them Sam Cosby, right? Yeah, he actually does kind of fit that mold. Raw, like Alejandro uh, Villanueva was a very raw, um, awkwardly built left tackle. And, well, you see where he's, you know, he's built his his, uh, his career now. He looks really good. So maybe they're kind of going with that same mold here. I actually really like that pick. So now uh, I have your team, the New Orleans Saints. <sighs> okay. All accounts are that we're going to see uh, Drew Brees retire after the season, right? That came out on Saturday, I think. It came out, yeah, yeah, Saturday, I believe. Sa- Friday or Saturday it came out that, that, um, that Drew Brees was expected to retire. I don't know what this means going forward for the Saints. Um, I, I don't see them paying Jameis Winston, especially considering they had the uh, chance to play him and chose not to and to roll with a fullback playing quarterback. Uh, and there's a very good chance that they could decide to just keep going with that fullback because they're paying him $8 million a year. You have Michael Thomas. The rest of the receiving room is honestly kind of lackluster. Just turn this into a Madden video game, why don't you, Devin? I'm going to give them Kadarius Tony. My God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this one is a hard one, uh, even for me, uh, because th- this team is so well built, but you just don't know what to give them. You don't know what's going to happen, you know, with the quarterback situation. There are so. a lot of wide receivers left on the board that I like better than Kadarius Tony. However, in that system, I don't think there's a better fit because you can't tell me that you're going to give them Rondell Moore. You can't tell me they're going to give Chris Olave or, or Amon Ross St. Brown. It's got to be Kadarius Tony. For sure. Um, that, that's I can't disagree with that one at all. Thirty Buffalo. This one is a they tough went one thirteen as well. and three this year, man. Yeah, uh, they they really surprised folks. And honestly, you love to see it. Um, I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, that they did what they did this year. And I'm glad Josh Allen finally showed people that, you know, he was de- deserving of a first round pick a few years ago. Uh, all right. So bills playoff team. Uh, they're probably going to be a playoff team for the next three, four seasons. In my opinion, if everyone stays healthy, Diggs and Allen have been phenomenal. Now, uh, looking at the defense, they don't, they don't have a ton of holes, but, uh, you know, someone at linebacker, an upgrade at linebacker could be used. Uh, now did, has, uh, Owusu Koromoro been picked yet? Yeah, I took him back took him. at 17 for the Raiders. All right. Um, so this one is tough for me then, uh, trying to think of who they may need. 
Um, so I, as I take a look at their depth chart real quick, ah, this one, this one's a tough one. Um, yeah, Matt Milano has been pretty good. Tremaine Edmonds as well. Uh, there's really not a lot of holes for them. So I'm trying to think who, who to give them. Um, this is a tough one. Let's see. I kind of want to give him a corner, but at the same time, do they really need Well, it? Matt Milano is an impending free agent. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think the other linebackers that... Is there anyone else that really take first round, though, that we haven't already given to a team? I mean, we Zavin is off the board. Uh, Jock. Uh, Micah Parsons is off. Man. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to give them Darian Kendrick. Ooh. I like that. Give, give them a true number two corner across from Tredavious White, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that fit. I think I'm going to give them Darian Kendrick. I like that pick. I like that pick. That was a hard one because again, not a lot of not a lot of holes or at least glaring holes on the Bills. Now again, I was reading um, Joe Marino's mock draft and they've got two offensive linemen that are starters and Matt Milano that are all free agents and not a lot of money to spend. So if you want to keep the offensive line together, Milano would be the odd man out. But do you really want to spend a first round pick on what would be the fourth off? Uh, sorry, the fourth. Uh, linebacker off the board, whereas Darian Kendrick, a bit more of a value uh, at the position. I like it. That being said, pick 31, there's a glaring need uh, for the for the Green Bay Packers that's holding them back from being a potential Super Bowl team. And that's their complete inability to stop the run because their linebackers are absolute garbage. So give me Nick Bolton. That could have been a pick for Buffalo as well. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, uh, I can't disagree with that one. He, he's flown under the radar and it's crazy that you know he fell all the way down to 31 he's all right. just a good football player let's end this one off Devin. we got the 32nd pick kansas city chiefs the chiefs man not many not many uh glaring needs for them um and I, I just had the pick in my head um yeah for the chiefs we know what they have on offense um but you know what? I'm I'm gonna just give him another weapon. Why not? We give him Rondell Moore from. Purdue. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. All right. So they're officially unfair. Um. All right. So we've just done 32 picks. Let me just run through uh, the picks again. And going forward, as we get further along, we'll we will incorporate picks for the teams that don't have a first rounder. So the uh the Rams the um. Sorry, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Texans. We will uh, fire those up uh, as we go further. I mean, the draft's still four four months away. Yeah, so we, we got time. All right, so let me just run through these again. So at one, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence. Big shock there. Uh, the New York Giants took uh, Justin Fields at two. 
Uh, first real surprise came at three with the Miami Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. Four, Atlanta goes with Micah Parsons instead of taking the quarterback. Five, since he does the smart thing, takes uh, Panay Sewell. Six, Philly gets a corner that can actually cover in Caleb Farley. Thank you, Devin. Seven, you're welcome, Dan Alter, because you're going to get the next uh, wave of Lions receivers with Devontae Smith. Uh, eight, the Panthers, you're welcome, Jared Feinberg. You get Zach Wilson without having to trade up. Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, the Denver Broncos at nine. I gave them Azizo Jalari. Uh, at ten, Patrick Sertain Jr., or sorry, Patrick Sertain II uh, goes to Dallas. You're welcome, Tyler Browning. Uh, 11, the New York Giants got Jalen Waddle, and I'm really starting to hate how good this, the NFC is looking in comparison. Uh, 12, San Francisco got the, uh, quarterback of the future in Trey Lance. 13, Christian Darisov is gonna go, uh, protect Justin Herbert's blind side in, uh, LA. 14, Quiddy Pay to the Vikings. 15, New England gets Kyle Pitts. 16, Rashawn Slater to Arizona. 17, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa goes to the Raiders. Miami comes back at 18, and they get Zaven Collins. Uh, 19, the Washington football team, they get Alex Leatherwood. 20, Chicago gets uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, Rashad Bateman. I don't know what the hell that is. Jason Bateman from from Ozark. Congratulations, you're now a starting wide receiver for the Bears. Uh, I need more coffee. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Mayfield goes 21 to the uh, to the <laughs> to the Jaguars. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened there. I I, I seriously don't. Uh, J.C. Horn goes 22 to Indy. 23, the Browns get Davion Nixon. 24, Pat Fryermuth goes to Tennessee. 25, Elijah Vera Tucker, Tampa. 26, uh, Terrace Marshall goes to the Baltimore Ravens. The Jets at 27 come back. They get Joseph Asai to finally get a pass rush for the first time since the Nixon administration. Um, Sam Cosme goes 28 to the Steelers. Kadarius Tony 29 to New Orleans. 30, Darian Kendrick to Buffalo, 31, Nick Bolton to Green Bay, and 32, Rondale Moore to Kansas City. That was a mouthful. That was very hard to get out. Uh, apparently so, because Jason Bateman got, <laughs> got drafted. Anything you want to say before we get on out of here, Devin? Uh, we, we got a special interview coming up later this week, uh, so you guys stay tuned for that. It is a... Uh, a college football player. That's all I'll tell you guys, but uh, stay tuned for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to, to plug our, our guy, uh, Jared Feinberg, he put out a mock draft on Monday. You should definitely go check that out. Great stuff. Great read, as always, from uh, from Jared. But until next time, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Use the promo code Big Shots, all one word. To get 10% off your next order. And uh, we will see you again later this week. Take care, guys.